Well, this is Pentecost Sunday. It is the Sunday when we remember that as Jesus was preparing to leave in the upper room, he promised us that he was going to send the Holy Spirit. And then uh, after that, he went to Gethsemane. And then he wound up going on to Golgotha and dying on the cross. And then he was dead and buried. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, it says, if the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he will quicken your mortal body. That same spirit raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And he spent 40 days with his disciples. And then he ascended into heaven. But before he left, he told them, to tarry in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. And then 10 days later, as they were tarrying in Jerusalem, his Holy Spirit descended like tongues of fire on those who were gathered uh, together in Jerusalem. And that day, the church was born. As people gathered to see what in the world was going on, and Peter preached, thousands repented of their sin received Jesus as their Lord, and the church came forth and began to spread to where it's still going today. And the thing is, as Peter preached that sermon, he said, the promise is for you and for as many as would receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. And so that promise that was made by Jesus and poured out on those disciples at that time is a promise for us as well. And so the Holy Spirit desires to come and indwell each one of us today. Now, what I really want to talk about this morning is the fact that this is a theory. This is not just an attitude. So many people today think the Holy Spirit is just a contagious attitude a loving attitude. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity and a very special part of the, of the Godhead, the part that deems us worthy to come and dwell in hearts that have been cleansed of sin because the blood of Jesus Christ has been appropriated by us for the forgiveness of our sins. He comes just as really today as he came back on that day of Pentecost and he comes to be what Jesus said he was going to be, a helper, a helper. And uh, the thing is, is that uh, uh, so many people today, they pay no attention to him. And yet he is longing to help us in all of our life. He wants to empower us and help us to be those people that God created us to be. And this is reality. And yet so many people try to live their whole lives thinking they've got to do it all by themselves. And they uh, never avail themselves to the power of the Holy Spirit. They never surrender to the will of God. They think it's all their will that matters. And they try to be good. 
They try to be the best husband they can be, the best wife they can be, the best child they can be, the best parent they can be in their own steam, in their own power. And ladies and gentlemen, I've discovered you're never going to be the best you can be without the Lord's help and without the helper helping you. And so uh, as we look at this, we see even in the promise that Jesus desires to help us in our relationships through the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. In the uh, passage that we read today, John 14, 15 through 17, Jesus, he tells them, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Now, do you remember somebody asked Jesus along the way, what's the greatest commandment? Do you remember what he said? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. And then he added to that, said, and the second one is like unto it, which means it wasn't the first, but it was connected. It was a part of it, really. And you shall love who? Your neighbor. That's right. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. God first, because you can't love your neighbor the way you're supposed to without God's help. Because as it says in Proverbs, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is destruction. And any time that we try to do things by our own ideas and our own ways and our own will, we mess it up. I don't care if it's raising kids or if it's uh, uh, trying to be the best wife or the best husband or whatever, we mess it up. And even with his help, we still mess it up, but we do better, okay? And so this is just it. We need his help. And he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Which two commandments do you think we ought to be keeping more than any others if we love Jesus? Love God, love your neighbor. That's it. Start with those. In fact, John the disciple, the apostle, he died of old age. He survived being plunged in hot oil one time. He lived into his 90s. It's not that they didn't try to kill him, but he lived into his 90s. And toward the end of his life, he was so weak. He was so weak and he could just barely get around. And Jerome, in his commentary, says that in his extreme old age, in Ephesus, that they used to carry John into the congregation in the arms of his disciples because he was too weak to walk. And he would get in front, they put him in front of them, and he was so weak that he couldn't say anything except, Little children, love one another. Little children, love one another. And every time they bring John up there, He'd say, little children, love one another. Well, finally, one of his helpers was tired of hearing him say that over and over again. Every time he got up, he knew little children, love one another. And so he asked him, says, Master, why do you always say this? And this was John's reply. 
Because he replied, it is the Lord's command. And if this only is done, it's enough. It must grieve God's Holy Spirit. As he looks down, not just on the ugliness that is going on in the world as people blow each other up and blow themselves up, as he looks and sees the ugliness of hearts, even in households here in San Felipe and Sealy and places all around here, as he sees people who, instead of loving one another, are trying to use each other, or trying to get what they want out of that other person from each other, or trying in their heart of hearts to make that other person be what they want them to be, instead of loving them for who and what they are, how it must grieve His Holy Spirit that we haven't even started to keep His commands. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Well, he's wanting us to obey his commands. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And then what does he say? If you're keeping his commands, you see, that's the proviso. I will ask the father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. He promised that his Holy Spirit would be in us. If we read on over uh, following uh, the 17th verse there, he continues, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me. But you will see me because I live, you will live also. And then he says, in that day, you will know that I, listen to this, I am in my father and you in me and I in you. This is why we call the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Christ sometimes. Because, again, he goes on and he says, He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. See, there's that again. He says it a second time. He who has my commandments, and we have them, and keeps them is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will reveal myself to him. And again, the third time in the 14th chapter, he says this, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And what's his word? Love God, love your neighbor. And my father will love him and we will come to him and make our abode, our dwelling place with him. He has promised to fill us with his Holy Spirit. But then he goes on, he says, he who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I've spoken to you while abiding with you. But the helper, and here he calls him a helper again. 
the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, nor let them be fearful. (coughs) Well, I have spent a lot of time in marriage counseling and uh, different kinds of personal counseling in the 41 years that I've been uh, in ministry. And nearly every time that I've been involved in marital discord type situations and all, it's because people weren't loving each other. People hadn't started to live the life that the Lord had for them to live in their own households. See, that's where it begins. And that's where the Holy Spirit wants to work with you is in your household. Now, uh, there's a whole lot more I need to say to you about this, and we don't have time for me to say it today. So we're going to continue next week on uh, in Ephesians, the, the fifth chapter, where Paul takes this and he lines it out and he starts talking about uh, uh, how uh, you need to be in every one of your relationships seeking God's help. And uh, I, I don't have time to go in that today, but well, he, he goes ahead and he starts off with wives and then husbands and then children. He tells the wives they need to be subject to their husbands. He tells the husbands they need to really love their wives. And then he goes on and he tells children, first of all, obey your parents and then honor your father and your mother. And then he tells uh, parents, instead of trying to make your children be who you want them to be, find out who that person really is and help them to be who God intends them to be. And we'll talk more about all this. Uh, He talks to bosses and employees and teachers and students, and there are different places in every relationship he wants to help you. And his power is available to help you to be the best husband you can be, the best wife that you can be, the best teacher you can be, the best child you can be, uh, you name it, the best employee you can be, the best employer you can be. He wants to help you in every one of your relationships. Now then, how does that power manifest itself? Well, it uh, manifests itself uh, uh, by helping you do what you need to do. First of all, by helping you to really love. Instead of being self-centered and uh, just uh, finding out what you want from them and try to get from that other person what you want from them, realizing that you need to be a If you love somebody, you want to be a blessing to them. And he helps you to learn how to do that. Uh, as you seek to please God, he'll help you do what you need to do. Uh, I'll give you a couple of examples quickly. You'll recall, uh, Sharon wouldn't tell me what she wanted for Christmas this year. And I wanted to bless her because I love her. And she wouldn't tell me what was important to her. And so I had to pray about it. 
And uh, we had agreed that we'd only spend a certain amount of money. So I thought, what in the world? Lord, what can I get her? Well, long story short, uh, I discovered that I could buy a little painting, not a painting, it was a drawing of the Annunciation that was drawn in the 14th or 15th century. You talk about an antique, you know, it was from the Durer School in Germany. If you Durer was the guy that did the praying hands. Well, this was from, uh, from the school of, 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 of painters that, that, and, and artists that, uh, uh, that influenced so many artists that came later. And so this was right from there. I thought, yes. And uh, so I bid on it and I got it. But in the process of bidding on that, I'd run across some other things. And I was hedging my uh, bets on that. And I saw there was this and this and this and this. Anyway, somehow Sharon discovered that this was going on and I couldn't keep it from her for some reason. I guess because I'd already reached my maximum that we we're supposed to spend. And I said, we've got this that I've got to confess to you what I've done here. And so I told her and she said, well, oh, what if you got that one? And that opened the gate. See, that set me free. So as these different things that I'd bid on came in under the price that uh, under my maximum bid on them, even. And under the price that we'd agreed on each individual thing to be, Sharon wound up with, uh, we have hanging, our house is now a museum. We've got, uh, she has one Degas, one Monet watercolor, two Renoirs, two Van Goghs, one Modigliani, and then the 14th century thing that we all started out with, you know. And so <clears throat> it's just incredible. They, many of these have certificates of authenticity that accompany them that they were really by these artists. Two of them were valued at $15,000 each. And I got them for less than a hundred. Uh, you know, it was incredible. I mean, so we've got, I mean, really, our dining room is a museum. You just walk Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, but you see, he not only helped me to bless her with something that was important to her, but also he multiplied my money many, many, many times. So what she wound up with was of much more value than what I paid for it. And that's just, but it's, it's in all aspects, you see, of attempting to be, there have been times when our kids have just gotten so far out different ways. I'm not going to go into details, but uh, where we were just pulling our hair out and we didn't know what to do. And finally, Lord, I don't know what to do. And the Lord would just give us exactly what we needed to do that just exactly fit that particular individual unique child to where we made a difference. And uh, in our in any relationship, it's what I'm telling you. He can cause relationships to be restored that you thought were over. He can bring richness and vitality to relationships that you thought you were going to have to just endure for the rest of your life. His power is available, but it starts out with you being willing to be obedient 
to him, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments and then I'll love you and my father will love you and we will come and we will make our abode with you and you will have the power of all of heaven behind you in whatever relationship is in front of you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.